Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Beer, Baseball, and Binds. I'm Steve Carpenter, Chief Supply Chain Officer for Yakima Chief Hops. And I'm Joe Catron, the Director of Operations for Yakima Chief Ranches. And we have a special guest with us today, all the way from Seattle, Washington, and Fremont Brewing, uh, Matt Lincoln, who's been a longtime brewer with Fremont and somebody that we've worked very close with over the years. Uh, welcome to the uh, podcast, uh, Matt, and uh, how are things in Seattle today? Um, awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, things are good in Seattle. You know, obviously, we are... You know, still uh, hunkered down and dealing with all the craziness the, with the COVID nineteen, but uh, we are making making it work and uh, uh, doing the best we can, and still uh, still hanging in there for sure. Yeah, good. Well, the, the important thing is everybody's safe, and uh, that's our best wishes for you that uh, uh, everyone is safe and and doing their social distancing and. Uh, I think uh, from our standpoint, uh, we've got a lot of folks that uh, are working from home now. Uh, it's just kind of us old expendable types are here every day. Right, uh, right. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, just making sure the company keeps rolling along because we do have uh, quite a few of our brewer customers are still brewing beer and, and still need uh, hops. And, and so we've got a group uh, here making sure that gets done. Uh, That's awesome. How how has this COVID thing affected your business, Matt? Uh, well, obviously, draft is way down. Sure. Um, it's pretty much uh, down to zero, uh, or like little bits here and there. There are a few, like we just started shipping to shipping a little bit into Montana and Idaho, but for the most part, you know, California, Oregon, Washington, there's really not much draft going out at all. Sure. A uh, little. So that's that's been rough, uh, but I think we are. I mean, honestly, we're super fortunate that you know, big uh, a big proportion of what we do is, goes out in cans. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely helped us help us out a lot. Yeah, and uh, you know, actually, grocery store sales have been pretty good. Uh, so that's you know made up for some of the deficit in draft. Um, you know, and we're still we're still selling beer out of the tasting room, uh, which has been really good. Um, <clears throat> we've it's kind of a bummer we had like this massive you know this beautiful weekend (laughs) you know like 80 degrees over here over the weekend it was kind of a bummer that uh not to be able to open up the tasting room but you know hopefully it sounds like things are going to start opening up a little bit um at a much reduced uh occupancy starting up relatively soon uh hopefully in june so we're looking forward to uh to doing that and you know and at the same time, obviously, keeping all of our people safe. That's that's sure. been a big goal of ours since this whole thing started. And, and we've actually been fortunate. We've not laid in and we've not had to lay anybody off, which has been pretty amazing. So yeah, that's great. Keeping all of our retail staff busy and uh, finding other projects around the brewery. And, um, yeah, we're making it work. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> we're in the same boat here. Um, we're considered... And, and I really hate the term, but we're considered an essential business. I mean, that's mm-hmm. it almost assumes that there's other businesses, small businesses that aren't essential. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, well, you guys support us as an essential business, so that makes definitely makes you essential. Well, uh, that's good to hear. <laughs> we're, uh, we're we're doing our best, Matt. You keep making great beer, and we'll ste- we'll keep the good hops coming your way. Let's put it that way. <laughs> All right, that's a solid deal. 
Yeah. So think. Speaking of you know things maybe getting back to normal a little bit, mm-hmm. Joe. Uh, evidently the they're talking about uh, maybe a July first part of July start for Major League Baseball. The owners have a proposal out to the players, and so <clears throat> obviously we're hopeful that the players uh, accept that. And yeah, we can start kind of a, a second spring training here in June sometime, and. Start the season around uh, Independence Day. I think that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. So, Mr. Banford and Tony Clark, if you're listening, get this thing done. <laughs> get it done. We're going crazy out here without baseball. So, uh, yeah, they're talking I'd... about uh, maybe an 82-game season and expanding the playoffs from 10 teams to 14 teams and, and doing a universal designated hitter. So, uh, But I don't care. As a purist, let's just play baseball. All right. Right. What are they? What are they talking about for um, <clears throat> for spectators? Are they? Uh, are they talking about that yet? About, the, um... No, not yet. The the initial thought is that uh, there wouldn't be any fans at the ballpark. They would like to get everyone to agree to play, you know, baseball games at the home park. So that would mean T-Mobile there in Seattle if uh, if if they get their way, but. If they're in a state where the governor is still kind of tapping the brakes, um, possibly they may have some games down in uh, Arizona at the spring training facilities. So mm-hmm. details to be hammered out, but they've, they've got kind of a short time period to do it. So I just wish them the best of the luck getting it done. Um, and, and that's, you know, I, I got to tell you, Matt, as, as you know, I, I get over probably two or three weekends in, in Seattle during the baseball season and uh, to watch the Mariners in a weekend series. And it's it's not a trip to Seattle without swinging by to see our friends at Fremont and having a beer or two. So I, yeah, I, it's indeed what well, we always appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would imagine that uh, probably the – because uh, I know you guys have a couple beers at T-Mobile, um, I would imagine that that's probably put a little bit of dent in, in sales as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, with all the events and everything, and yeah, it's been it's been it's been obviously it's been bizarre for everyone, but uh, it's yeah, it's been that's that's been a bummer. Um, I think the probably the biggest hit for us, you know, just uh, is honestly part of our tasting room not being uh, sure. open as well, just because it's such a you know, pretty big revenue driver, and it's uh, <clears throat> that's that's definitely a big one. But it's you know all the yeah all the uh, the ballpark not being open. That's that's also pretty big too. And Matt, and for them, been oh, sorry about that. I was gonna say for for those of us that maybe don't live in the Seattle area and we get to subsist off the Fremont we get uh, by the six pack. Uh, I know I'm one of many that really crave a, a cold lush at the end of a hot day. Um, and you're talking about a beer, aren't I'm you? I'm talking about a beer, so okay, yeah, all right. we'll yes. make that clear. Um, <laughs> definitely one of my favorite Fremont beers. Um, I'd love to just to talk, if you could, a little bit about that beer and how that comes about. I think it's it's one of those IPAs, uh, you know, in, in 2020 that, that still has that, that big fruit flavor and aroma, but still, you know, I, I love the fact that it has that bitterness that I'm used to from those old West Coast IPAs, so... <laughs> I'd love to see uh, your kind of thoughts on the formulation of that and how that beer came about. Yeah, I mean, that beer started off kind of, uh, it, it's mostly citra. I mean, we, you know, we wanted, to, and we started brewing this beer, I don't know, years ago, uh, kind of like piling out 
some uh, Citra Forward beers. And, you know, we've always been big fans of Citra, hop, uh, Citra Hops, and um, we kind of wanted to really capture Citra. And, um, and then, it, I mean, it's ultimately, <clears throat> we also wanted to be pretty bitter as well. Because I think there's definitely been more of a, you know, trend towards um, lower B beers, less bitter, but, uh, you know, we love bitter beer. <laughs> we're still, we, we, we make some beers that, you know, that are really super hot forward, uh, that don't necessarily have the bitterness, like Sky Kraken and, uh, you know, uh, the head full of Dynamite series. Uh, although I will say those are still a little, for uh, hazy IPAs, those are still a little bit on the bitter side. Yeah. But we've always, like, enjoyed that, uh, you know, that quality of an IPA, you know, a lot of fruit, a lot of citrus, and uh, it's something that really, uh, and then a pretty simple malt bill. I mean, we've actually made a few little changes over the years, and now it's, uh, now we just use two Um so we can really let the hops kind of do their thing and shine, and so for the, for hops, it's uh Citra pellets, uh, cryo, citra cryo, and mosaic. So, hmm. you know, it's not <clears throat> the pretty simple beer, but um, yeah, it definitely, uh, it definitely has been working out really well for us. It's a great beer. We have uh, we have some space danger IPA here as well, and I haven't. You know, uh, Matt, my wife has standing orders when she's in the grocery store to pick up a six-pack of Sky Kraken um, and Dark Star. Those are, I mean, you talk about a nice dinner beer and then Dark Star for dessert. That's, that's, that's a great combination. And, nice. Uh, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. I've uh, I've discovered a recipe, actually, during Christmas time where you can take Dark Star, mix in a little vanilla bean ice cream, and then some uh, eggnog on top mixed up really good. Oh, man. That's all right. That sounds pretty good. A little uh, dark star eggnog shake. There you go, and and it is absolutely amazing. But, Indulgent. Uh, yeah, indeed. Haven't tried the uh, space danger yet, but uh, here goes down the hatch, Joe. Yeah, I got to try the space danger a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's cool Sabro forward ah, beer. Yeah. Um, you want to talk a little bit more about maybe that variety, and I know it's starting to creep into some of your some of your newer styles and then the the newest edition of the head full of dynamite that you were talking about that one looks like something i really need to try with the uh some simcoe and some 692 and some mosaic i think is what it was yeah yeah the uh space danger i mean we let's see we've really liked uh sabro or hbc 438 you know for years that we we're we put that beer into a uh we started brewing with that when we put it into this uh, Comic-Con beer that we did for uh, Dark Heron. Uh, we started doing that, um, I don't know, five or six years ago, maybe. And I remember the first time, uh, you know, the first time we tried a beer with 438, it was at the uh, Kawichi Picnic with Carl yeah. Van Evenhoven. Yeah. And he had brought a bottle of uh, Ron Mexico from uh, Russian River. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And, uh, and we tried that, and we're like, what the hell is that hop? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then from then, we've always, we've always really enjoyed it. And I know it can be a little pol- polarizing. You know, some people love it. Some people hate it. It's mm-hmm. kind of got, it's almost like, uh, to me, it's like a better version of Sriracha Ace uh, mm-hmm. with like a much more, 
you know, it still has some of those woody notes, but it's got also has those really great uh, stone fruit uh, peach qualities to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, we kind of wanted to um, we wanted to just do like a more uh, a larger, uh, more production run beer, kind of featuring Sabro. And uh, that's uh, Space Danger is basically what happened uh, from a lot of a lot of pilot beers. Um, we put in a pilot system about about a year ago. This little three and a half barrel system that's been really fun and allowed us to do allowed us to do a lot of uh, recipe development. Um, and uh, so we did several iterations on that. And uh, yeah, kind of uh, Space Danger. We uh, we kind of wanted to be pretty sober forward, but not like you know, dominating. Uh, so I think, I think we did a pretty good job. It's kind of, it's yeah. got a really nice, uh, fruity quality. To it. It's, it's, it's a nice beer. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, you mentioned, uh, Carl and, and the Cowichi picnic. I think one of the things that we really appreciate about Fremont is, uh, you know, part of, uh, Matt and Sarah's vision for the brewery was kind of this theme of sustainability and zero waste and recycling and, and, uh, leaving the planet in a little better place than what we found it. And uh, uh, we really appreciate that. That's one thing that we have in common when it comes to the way we manage our companies. And uh, I don't know, Matt, can you tell us a little bit about that Cowichi Canyon project? And uh, I know my family is involved and Ron Britt and his family. And um, my main uh, responsibility is to show up at the picnic every my, year. Mine too, yeah. And, and enjoy, <laughs> enjoy some great food and some good beer. Go and, cool and, off in the creek. Yeah. Yes, yep. in, but indeed. Tell us a little bit about the thought process behind that and how that's worked out over the years for you. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it all, I mean, honestly, it all started, it started off, it was, you know, we'd only been open like six months. And, uh, um, I got a phone call from Brad, uh, Brad Carpenter, Steve's brother, um, out of the blue and, um, and he basically was explaining this, uh, this project that they were going to be working on where they, they were going to start growing the first organic Citra and Simcoe and they had a, they wanted, you know, so they thought those two uh, varietals would be awesome candidates for organic growing and, um, wanted to know if we would be if we wanted to be involved and uh it was between ron or between brad and then uh ron Britt. um right. and uh it was going to be grown on ron's property in uh Quichy canyon and um immediately we're like yeah that sounds amazing um so uh ron and brad came up to the brewery we all sat down and myself matt and sarah and ron and brad and uh, a couple other folks that came joined them, and um, we talked it over. Sounded like a great plan. Uh, we kind of formulated an idea to, you know, turn. It was only going to be a small amount of hops, so idea to turn that whole area into and make a fresh hop beer out of the hops that came off of Kawichi, uh Canyon, and uh, and uh, that was yeah, nine ten years ago now, and wow. we've been, you know. Um, We've been making the Quichu Canyon beer every year since, and that that little area has expanded a little bit. Um, now there's you know there's not only Citra and Simcoe, now there's Mosaic and Equinox, and uh, still every year uh, we make that fresh hot beer. And I still personally, I think it's one of the best beers in the day. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's super fun, and on, and it's been an 
it's been just an amazing, amazing relationship working with everyone and, um, and then, you know, getting together ever, getting together every year and having the picnic down in the Canyon where we bring, we bring a bunch of folks from Fremont Brewing and then, um, Ron's family, uh, the carpenters and all the Yakima chief folks. And it's, uh, and also the, uh, Butchie Canyon Conservancy, too. Sure. Got to mention those guys as well. They've been pretty great in helping us uh, keep this thing going. Yeah. No, it's fun because uh, a lot of the uh, Fremont uh, folks uh, set up camp in the hop yards and, and, you know, spend a night or two there. And and, uh, um, hopefully... uh, Hopefully it's been going long enough, or we've scared all the rattlesnakes out of the area. <laughs> I know. I know when they put the yards up, uh, I heard a couple stories of the the guys running into a rattlesnake here and there. Because really, the it's it's probably the best uh, venue on a small scale to have an organic hop yard because it's so isolated from uh, you know natural pests and and that type of thing. So uh, makes yeah. it a little bit easier to to do the organic production. Well, the Cowichan Canyon for us that live here is a obviously a very special place um that a lot of us use for recreation and um and so we really appreciate that partnership from that perspective too that's uh really tying that loop closed and supporting that foundation is huge uh huge impact on our community so we appreciate that matt yeah oh yeah yeah definitely and it's uh i mean honestly i think it's one of the it's i don't know it's, it's probably the most fun that i have uh as a brewer you know it's stuff like this mm-hmm. and uh it's it's super fun it's great being able to go down there and you know being able to check in on the hops and also just kind of get an idea of what those you know what that that area kind of brings to those hops and they kind of like the you know the terroir of uh of Kuchi canyon too because there is something a little bit different about those hops um than some of the more some of the other conventional uh, varieties of Citra and Simcoe Mosaic and Equinot, and it's uh, and that was kind of part of it too. I, I know that I know that that was something that Brad was really excited about from the beginning is uh, is you know exploring that terroir a little bit, mm-hmm. and I think uh, that's been a pretty rewarding process. Yeah, and I know Fremont has been uh, you guys have been pioneers in really developing fresh hop beers and taking that technology and. And I know Joe here has been uh, intimately involved out at uh, Chief Ranches and uh, coordinating what is a uh, interesting logistical challenge, getting uh, hops from the field to the brewer in a very short period of time before they start turning. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, I imagine, Joe, over the years you've uh, been instrumental in, in getting our friends at Fremont lots of fresh hops. You know, it's it's one of my favorite times of the year. You know, everybody talks about harvest being so hectic and busy and that it is, but uh, it's easy for me to, to get up every morning and stay motivated and get excited to go to work doing stuff like that, you know, loading out fresh hops. And, you know, Matt, you guys are, by my estimation, by far the leading user of fresh hops in, in the state of Washington and probably in the whole Northwest as, as far as I know. Um, and you guys make an awful lot of fresh hop beers. You want to comment a little bit on kind of your guys' desire to, continually do that labor love year in year out and and some of the some of the impacts it has on your brewery and uh just kind of some of the things you enjoy about that time of year yeah the uh i think that kind of it all kind of started with Kochi to be honest uh we uh you know we just really enjoyed that whole process and enjoyed fresh hop beer uh 
you know, prior prior to um, prior to starting to work at Fremont, you know, I I worked in Goose Island and didn't even really know much about fresh hop brewing at all. Uh, I think, and I think just fresh hop brewing has come pretty far into like you know mainstream uh, craft beer over the last several years, especially out in the out here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, <clears throat> but we really wanted to. We want to do a, a seasonal that would be really interesting and keep us really, you know, kind of like feed our passion for fresh hot beer and, and for, you know, just kind of creating, a, creating new things. And um, we, we decided, we kind of came up with the, the crazy notion of, well, let's just do a, let's do a fresh hot seasonal beer and we'll do like, three or four different versions of that same beer um, and kind of, you know, starting at the beginning of the har- of harvest and using a variety kind of at the beginning of harvest and then move to another variety mid harvest and then a couple varieties late harvest and just kind of like follow the, uh, the harvest windows for these different uh, hop varieties. And that was a, that was our year one. We're really ambitious and, and, kind of stupid about the whole thing <laughs> but um it uh i think it worked out really well it also drove us all a little bit crazy but that first year yeah so we we did four um four different uh, seasonal fresh hops following the following the uh the harvest and i think we did uh, centennial uh simcoe citra and mosaic and uh, it was definitely really challenging. I mean, we were doing these in like a 80 barrel brew house, and it's thousands of pounds of hops for each batch, and it gets uh, it gets a little crazy, and it uh, kind of drives our breweries crazy. But ultimately, everyone enjoys it. Everyone enjoys fresh hop beer around here, and it is definitely a labor of love. But it does tax our brewing system and our labor <laughs> in. Uh, in kind of crazy ways stretches things out for sure and it's you know much as you know you guys and the amount of work it takes on your end to kind of coordinate and and get the hops all ready i mean it's it's definitely same on ours uh just you know a little bit different well for us it culminates in some great beer and here in yakima we have our fresh hop ale festival (laughs) which uh celebrates uh really that uh uh, the end of harvest and and uh, another crop in the barn and uh, I know for that event that uh, Fremont is no stranger to the awards podium Mm -hmm. Uh, you guys have had some some winners and in that contest and that's just a tribute to uh, uh, a partnership between the the growers who grow them and the brewers that know what to do with them once they get them (laughs) so we appreciate your efforts there Matt yeah well thanks I mean uh, that's I think that's the other part about fresh hop that's uh, so great is just the it is that level of coordination between the growers and the brewers and and making and making it all happen you know and I think you don't really you know don't normally have that kind of you know intimate relationship over the rest of the course of the year and to me that's really fun um, you know I think a lot of the great parts about brewing are these kind of relationships. And that is, uh, you know, I think that's one of the other reasons it just makes it really, really special. Nice. Like, you know, we love working with you guys. And, 
it's uh, it is it is fun. Yeah, I usually get some Matt Lincoln withdrawals not long after harvest. Cause I'm used to talking to you four or five times a week and uh-huh. uh, getting everything yeah, lined like, up. Talking to you like, <laughs> can we move this this day? And you're like, oh god, damn it. Okay, sure, no problem. Yeah, we'll make that work. Whatever we gotta do. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good stuff. You know, and I I think one of the things that uh, another thing we really appreciate about Fremont is you know, your commitment to corporate social responsibility and being a good corporate neighbor. And another thing that you guys used to do that's kind of baseball-related is uh, your home front IPA. And, uh, you know, we had Chris Ray, who was a uh, former relief pitcher for the Mariners for a year or two and, and is now uh, uh, owner and head brewer at, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Center of the Universe Brewing. Uh, back on the East Coast, I know he collaborated with you guys, Matt, to uh, uh, brew that beer, which he re- usually released on Memorial Day, if I remember right, and then the proceeds would go towards, uh, uh, you know, taking care of some of our wounded veterans. Um, uh, what What's the connection there? I know there was a connection with baseball bats. Can you? Yeah. Yeah, we... Yeah, so that was a, that was an IPA, and it was kind of like it started off as one of Chris's homebrew recipes that we kind of modified a little bit. So it was um, drinkable. And then we, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, and we, uh, a, a part of it was uh, we got Louisville Slugger involved, and uh, they became they kind of sponsored some of it, I think, and they they uh, ended up giving us some bats so we uh we aged the beer on louisville sluggers there you go that's uh, what it was yeah so we would actually put those into the bright tank uh and aged them on uh, maple <laughs> and or aged the beer on maple and uh we also uh, there was also a uh, uh orange uh, orange zest uh element too orange zest and maple bat Wow. Louisville Sluggers, and uh, then we ended up, uh, we actually uh, auctioned off those uh, baseball bats afterwards, and the, uh, you know, proceeds went to charity as well. Very yeah. cool. So it, was, uh, it, it was a pretty fun project. Yeah. No, I love that. That uh, uh, was, helped support a good cause, and anytime you can uh, work baseball in there, that's always a plus for me. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, and eventually we had, uh, I think, I know this went on for several years, and eventually we maybe had about eight or nine other breweries around the country that were doing it. So it's uh, it was great. It uh, went to uh, we raised quite a bit of money for a pretty great co- pretty great cost. Fantastic, yeah. So Joe, I know you know we uh, one of the features of this broadcast is uh, the baseball season parallels the hop season, and uh, the baseball season hasn't quite started yet. But uh, the hop season has. Uh, what's going on out there on the front lines of the uh, hop uh, grower world? Yeah, things are things are moving along, Steve. It's uh, today we kind of look like we've got a little bit of Seattle weather. Got a little it's, rain uh, coming down. Yeah, yeah in like the mid fifties and uh, a little drizzly. Um, so we'll we'll take that where we can get it. But um, the whole spring's kind of been a little wet. You know, it's been a uh, not too hot. There's like Matt said, they had that eighty degree weekend in Seattle. We've had some intermittent heat spells as well, nothing too dramatic, <clears throat> excuse me, but uh, yeah, it's been kind of dotted with these rain events, so keeping the, the soil moisture up down here in the valley is a really good thing for the growers, and the plants are off and running, and you know, it's staying cool, so we're still getting a lot of snow events up in the up in the hills, and uh, 
looking forward to keeping those irrigation stocks, uh, you know, full and ready to go for the summer. Yeah, that's a uh, water here in the Yakima Valley is uh, a little more of a scarce resource than it might be in Oregon down the Willamette Valley mm-hmm. and and down the Treasure Valley in Idaho where they grow hops. Uh, what is the what's the uh, forecast for the water situation so far, Joe? We're looking a, a little above average for this time of year right now, which is which is a good sign. Um, you know that can that can change, but at this time of year, it's uh, you know it should bode well for us at this point. Yeah, that's great news. One less thing for uh, our growers to worry about is uh, this COVID nineteen thing kind of comes to the forefront, and uh, for us, uh, Matt, we just wish you guys continued safety. Uh, social distancing and uh, uh, all those good things that we're trying to do to uh, to get through this. Uh, my hope is that we get through it soon and this economy starts ramping back up and uh, folks that uh, haven't had the uh, taste treat of uh, tap beer <laughs> are able to return to that. I know I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> oh, definitely. Uh, I, I, I fully concur. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, with that, Matt, you know, whether you're watching baseball or brewing beer, we wish you nothing but good hops. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, it's fun as, uh, fun chatting. We, uh, as, as usual. Thank you for joining us. We can't wait for the season to ramp back up and, uh, can't wait to come by and visit you guys for a beer or two, uh, when the baseball season gets ramped back up here. Awesome. Sounds like a plan. Thanks a lot, Matt. Yep. Take care. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Bye.